Hey, welcome to the show. I'm here with a very special person, Javier. I think you don't need any more introductions, or don't you? Um, well, you can. I think normally I always introduce myself, but just a dentist from Madrid, <laughs> from Spain. Okay, a dentist from Madrid, and a lot of people in the GC universe know you. Uh, I also have been on a course with you in Leuven uh, this year, actually. It was a very good course. After that, I changed my polishing protocol to the EVE system. Yeah. <laughs> was a great tip. We are here on the IDS, and you just told me that you've been working or developing uh, for quite some time the new TempSmart DC. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice material. It's a different approach, I guess, because there is a, a combination between a basic reel resin and a composite resin. So that provides much better mechanical properties and especially also for the polishing. So one of the, the biggest issues we always had with with provisionals is how to easily get a nice gloss. I mean, when you arrange to have a provisional from the lab, of course, they do a lot of steps and polishing and so on, and they give you very nice surface. But if you want to mechanically polish in, in the office, it's always a really complicated to have a nice surface, nice gloss. And having this composite part, I believe that you really can use even the same polishers. Actually, I'm using exactly the same. I'm using the EV polishers oh, okay. for the composite to polish the TempSmart. And it's fantastic. I mean, you can get a fantastic shiny surface similar to what you get on the composite very, very easily. And you cannot try the same with, with some other materials that I was using in the past. It was a huge difference. I mean, you, because the material is weak. So when you start polishing like that with this kind of rubbers, it's, it's going to... to erode completely the, the surface and it's not really going it's, it's not not hard enough so the resistance is really good and for me also especially regarding veneers because that's for me one of my daily jobs you know to mm -hmm. do veneers and provisional veneers is one <laughs> tricky thing you know it's it's really bad when uh, you you finish your case you do again a beautiful mock-up with the resin as a temp Okay. And it, everything looks very nice, but then the patient is, is coming back uh, three days after because one of the veneers or, or the, the, the provisional has jumped out, even if you spot edge and so on. But why? Because the resin is too weak. Okay. It's, it's so thin and weak, and of course it's, it's going to break out. Okay. So and I had a much better experience with, with TempSmart here, you know, because I can have these very nice provisions for veneers that are much more strong than what I used to work with. So it's really giving me a bit more of, let's say, I'm more calm. I'm more, when the patient is go, leaving the office with these provisionals, I'm a little bit more relaxed because I know that it's more unlikely that it will break unless the patient is doing something wrong, which also happens. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. are you still spot etching uh, the TempSmart? <clears throat> with TempSmart, uh, well, if, if, uh, if all my surface is enamel, normally still do a little spotage on 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 the center of the tooth i think it's it's always safer to to keep it but the stiffness of the tempsmart normally will be enough to keep it all in the in the place even if it's not bonded it will stay because all the contacts between in the interproximal and so on will really keep the material in place without going out so but i th i believe that spot etching makes a little bit more flexible for the patient to because it's not so nice when you feel that your provisional is moving, you know, even mm. if it cannot go out because there is no way of, mm. other than breaking it. 
to take it out. But you feel that there is some slight movement, saliva is going in and so on. So when you do a spot edge, it's a bit more stuck, it's more, a bit more bonded to the to the tooth. So, But of course, you normally need to spend a bit more time on, on taking out this part. Mm. So that's the only the only thing. But sometimes helping, you can really see this with a fluorescence or you can use a near UV light for detection and you can help to identify the area where there is still some composites. And it's very helpful for, for removing all these, these things, even excess of adhesives and stuff like that. For veneers, you need to be very precise. So, you know, I'm using this, this uh, either the, the lamp from GC, the D-Light Pro with the detection mode, which is very useful for cement excess, for all these things. And especially when you are in very small areas and very precise areas, like with the prep of the veneer. And all, otherwise I use the external because I work with the, oh, the yes, external yeah. in the office and, and that has a fluorescent mode inside. And it's really helpful to, to see all these things. Actually, I've been uh, yesterday to the Flexion booth and they also have now external fill with us in their uh, new scope. Uh -huh. Quite interesting. But it's got pretty thick compared to before. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> I guess that this is this is a technology that more and more manufacturers are are, are implementing. You know, I think I think actually it was it was the the first device was by by WH and Cirona, which the face light. Yeah, some years ago. But of course, the thing is that it was just a face technology, which is limited only to just it carries detection. So. Mm. I think that this is much, the, the spectrum of applications is way over the, the just the carries detection, you know, because anything, the bacterial activity is so nice to, to, to analyze with this light. But then again, with composites, we know we have this higher fluorescence with this light, so that's really useful for removing, polishing your composite, know where, where your composite has flown over your margins, and, and you need to take it out, you know. Because sometimes we don't see it, you know, it's mm. so so similar to the color of the tooth and so on, that it's very difficult to see where is my composite stopping and where is my tooth starting. And then it's a very nice way to identify this. And also for the cement is just wonderful. I mean, I cannot leave cementing veneers without this light anymore because that's how I can control the excess on the on the margins. You know, it's really. A difference. I really have to get the slide. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. You should. I mean, it's it's once you start working with that, it's a standard procedure. You know, it's, it's non-stop using the fluorescence and for for checking checking up the integrity of the margins, the the bacterial activity on on fissures and beads and not. It's not just for for the carries excavation. You know, it's not not only for the process of removing carries. It's really helpful. So you just did a lecture about Essentia as well? Yep, I just lecture. Yeah. But with Essentia, basically everything stays the same? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's a, it's a material that it's, a, it's defining a new path. It's defining a new, a new age of, of um, changing color concepts into something more natural, more close to nature. But at the same time, mm, simplified. So the reality is that with composite, you don't need to, to really have uh, a massive range of shades to, to, to replicate. But you need to have the right shades. That's the thing. problem is we have uh, been living in a, in, a, in a world that was completely based on a standard shade selection that was not real standard because this is a systematic problem we have, you know. 
in the industry that there is no real standard. We think there is a standard, but there is no standard. When we have an ISO standard, we know that if you make a one millimeter thickness of this denting color, and we measure with this spectrophotometer, with these conditions, this is the value, LED values that we will obtain, and so on. And that's a standard color. And we can define a standard like that. But there is no such standard in the industry. So mm. every manufacturer is creating their own colors. So there is no, no two A2s similar, you know. Every manufacturer is different. So instead of, of going in that direction, I think it's better to just use the tooth as a model and stop using this standard and, 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 and as, a, as a model and use a real tooth as a model because that's the real standard. So we need to be inspired by nature and we need to copy nature. We cannot keep trying to make our colors and our teeth based on on a color model that was defined more than 60 years ago. It's, it's, it's something that we need to get over. So it's difficult, we need time, we need to change the mind of the people, but it will be for a better and easier way of, of dentistry, not for complicating things, but for making it easier. So, I mean, the approaches in the, in the past was always going to more complicated shade guides, more complicated shade selection, and that's why we still have the original one, because nobody wants to go into complicated things. Everybody wants to go in the other way, which is simplified. So when you keep adding more and more shades to a guide, it's, it's crazy because nobody wants to, to work with that. You need to create something that it follows nature, but at the same time is much more simple to use and is really fast and, and easy. And that, I think that's the philosophy in essential, something that is, you don't need to think too much to, to choose your, your right colors. I mean, it's not so much possibilities. And it's easy to, to have a look with a guide made of the material so you can compare apples to apples. You know, what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the material you're doing the shade selection with. So that's. Uh, Actually, this morning I had podcast with Pekla Vanuti, the fiber guy, where we also talked about EverX Flow as a denting replacement material. And it was personal. Have you used that already? Yes, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a it's a very interesting material. And actually, I can say that nowadays I almost, for my posterior work, I almost replaced my dentins, uh, all my dentin composites by this in posterior. I, I really like the, the the color shade, the dentin shade, because it can give you this chance to do as, as we do in the bioemulation philosophy, a concave dentin for posterior, mm. and it is so easy to do it with this material. And we found that. When you inject this material as bulk fill up to two millimeters on the dentin, more or less, you really don't get any gap. There is no bubbles, there is nothing. I mean, in the past we had much more bubbles with other composites and paste and so on, but this one is really impressive. I don't know how they managed that, but we kept samples, we kept teeth, and what we saw is that there was nothing, no bubbles. It was perfect adaptation in all the cavity. So, and it is so easy to achieve this concave denting that is perfect to finish with your trilaminar technique. I think it's a, it's a great addition to the, to the whole workflow. And it's so fast and easy to apply. Yeah, actually, compared to Everex Posterior, it feels like cheating. Uh, yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, Everex Posterior is a great material, but the handling is a bit complicated because it's, the fibers are long and, and it's a bit more sticky. So when you, you use it with a unitip very often it's a problem 
so you need to cut it outside make a ball or something and then plug it in the cavity and but still it's more stiff so it there are more, more chances to trap air so you need to be very careful in how you do the bulk fill because you have more chances to trap air with the paste but with with this we i think we have a solution i mean at the beginning i, I was thinking uh, maybe I keep using both Everex and Everex Flow, but, but nowadays I can say that I just I just completely replace my my, my build-ups with Everex Flow because it's so so easy. Actually, in the beginning I also uh, used the Everex Posterior together with Everex Flow, and kind of no plow motion, but yeah. only to find out that it's not necessary at all at all. And it's cool to uh, also get it uh, quite deep into the canals, just a great advantage. Um, yeah, and fill smaller spaces. Yeah. And actually, Peckler mentioned that it's basically from strengthness. It has the same properties like Apex Posterior. Yep. Yeah, <coughs> definitely. Yeah. Even even in some areas, can be even better. Ah, in yeah. which area? You you have a little bit more uh, fractured toughness. You have oh, okay. so it's and it's quite impressive. If you if you see the picture from the three three point bend test and so on, and ha- see how if you put with these three points any composite, it will just crack and, and break. You know. And when you see the, the pictures from the Avex flow, it's not it's not splitting. You know, you see the crack, mm. but at a certain point the crack stops, and it's really? not going to split. So it's it's really staced, both pieces together. You cannot really make it, because all composites when you put a lot of pressure on the machine with the three point, they they shatter and they they crack. You know, but this is is not cracking. You know, it's not following the you initiate the little crack, and it's not. It's just going a little bit like one, two millimeters, but then it's it's not splitting. It's not so the behavior is is really fantastic. But I mean, we are not. Uh, this is this is new in dentistry indeed, but it's nothing new in industry. I mean, for for so many years we have been reinforcing plastics with fibers. That's that's something basic, you know, in the industry. A lot of resins are with some some uh, reinforcements or fillers of fibers and, and that's, that makes the mechanical properties much better and much more difficult to break. So I would say with the Avex flow there's no excuse not to use fibers anymore in that is Definitely, yeah. definitely. I think that once you try you will find that oh this is this is really a completely different story from Everex. So. And it makes sense. I mean it's all the fiber thing is is stories it's making a lot of sense, you know. Anything that can absorb forces and prevent that all the forces, the, all the occlusal forces get transmitted into the interface, into the tooth, it's always good. And the more forces you can absorb inside your material, the better always. So that's, that's for me a, a key thing about Everex. And now with the flow, it's, it's just that we took out all the, the, let's say, handling issues that we had with the, with the paste. And now we have it in the flow and the bulk fill. And people is like to use the bulk fill for the denting replacement. So... But also we have this this thing about the very very strange, but amazing handling. You know because you, you place it and it stays, and then you move it a little bit and it flows. So it's a it's a behavior that you don't see on any material. Uh, it's because of the fibers, you know, and it's it's very strange, but at the same time it's so helpful for filling cavities and especially when you're working in the upper, so you don't have that much flow. On the distal, you know, that with a with a traditional flowable bulk fill is, is like difficult, you know, to, to work with the patient on the upper jaw. The lower jaw, the gravity helps, but on the upper jaw is, is against you. And, and and that's that's really helping a lot because it's it's really 
not flowing that much and you can control the flow much better and, and have a concavity, a concave denting very easily done with it. Great. I think we talked uh, enough about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the nice talk, Javier, because your voice yesterday was much worse than today. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. So Now it's, it's getting better indeed. Yeah. Yesterday was... It was not the right moment for a podcast, a podcast for sure. <laughs> Because, yeah, it was it was really really bad. But I think I'm recovering, and, and of course, it's always a pleasure to have a good chat. And uh, thank you for this. Thanks.